The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Good Sunday morning and welcome to Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. You can visit Kelvin anytime at askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L vin.ca or you can give him a call on the phone 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN and you know he's also one of the top financial advisors in the country and uh that's pretty big that's a pretty big honor it's pretty big honor to uh be named that but it's also a pretty big honor to get to talk to him every week and to have him on the station here to help you out with your financial life. He is Kelvin the Money Guy. Kelvin, how are you doing this Sunday morning? I am doing great. How are, how are you keeping, Chris? Good, good. You know, can't, can't complain. You know, just when you thought winter was done, it came back. <laughs> but uh, here we are. And uh, what are you going to do about it? I guess, uh, I guess nothing. You're just going to have to roll with the punches. And you know, oftentimes, I think that uh, these days with uh, inflation and interest rates and things like that, we feel like we're rolling with some punches, but uh, the the end goal is always the same. We want to you know, make enough money for our family. We want to make enough money to buy the things that we want and the mm-hmm. things that we need, but also we want to put away some money for retirement. And that's always sort of the big question about how we're going to do that. How much time do you need? How much money do you need? And uh, where those sorts of things sort of meet up with each other. Yeah, I hear you. It's funny you say that, you know, because it all depends on your age. It's all time and money, right? If you don't have a lot of time, you need a lot of money. If you have a lot of time, you need a little bit of money. So I guess that's why we in the financial world always encourages everybody to, you know, save money when you can. Enjoy your life, but save save some money for that rainy day and and just revisit your plan all the time and make sure that you're heading to where you want to get to. You know, Chris, I always say to people, before we start in the show, I always say to people, have some short-term goals, you know, and and if you can accomplish those, you'll certainly accomplish the long-term ones, right? We, we talk too much about retirement, retirement, retiring. I mean, you know, we're going to retire one day. In fact, um, in the next little while, this decade, actually, there'll be 5 million Canadians turning 65, so half of the baby boomers are, are already 65 and the other half by 2030 will be 65. So on country, old people, right? It's a lot of people. It's a lot of retired people, a lot of people who are at this point either in the retirement years or quickly approaching it, trying to make those sort of final moves mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that they're, they've got their nuts in the right burrows uh, right. for winter. And and the thing is, you know, the baby boomer, nineteen born in 1945, they grew up with the RSP. The RSP was started in 1957, so I don't know how many years, 60-something years later. And, and there are some of the problems, you know, our last show we said to RSP or not to RSP. This show is about which is better for retirement, your RSPs or your TFSAs, and how long we need to save in both of those things to get you where you want to get to. 
right? That's so, you know, it's an interesting question because I think a lot of people um, are still trying to figure out what the, you know, maybe they just figured out what an RRSP is. And then the TFSA <laughs> dropped in uh, 2009. And all right. of a sudden, like, we're trying to figure out what that is. And uh, some people are trying to decide, wait, do I do one or the other? Some mix of the both. And that's what we hope to explore here today. Yeah, I mean, if you're 60 years old today, right? Like, what was my next 12 years here going to look like? Because when I'm 71, I have to turn my RSPs into a riff and start pulling money out. So those are one of some of the problems, you know. So, you know, in Canada, I always say we live in the best country in the world, right? Why? Because we have, you know, CPP and we have old age um, to help us in our retirement age if we didn't save a lot, right? So, but it's becoming right increasingly evident to Canadians that achieving the retirement lifestyle that they want will have to save more money as individuals. So we have to save a larger amount. And that's why a lot of people, I think, are turning to TFSAs because they're finally beginning to realize that it's a true tax saver. You know, the history of the TFSA, I said the RSP was born in 1957. The TFSA was born in 2009. And and the the TFSA has really gotten a lot of attention. First of all, when it first started, it was misunderstood. People, I think, some people still misunderstand what it's all about. They use it as a as a trading account, in and out, in and out. Um, and you really shouldn't do that, right? Some people see the TFSAs, like I say, as a short term investment account, but others, you know, more and more now are drawing drawing to the TFSA as a long term. Uh, plan for themselves so they can have a combination of TFSA and RSPs when they get to that retirement age, whatever, you know, whatever it may be, right? It's it's funny because I think that that sort of describes my experience with the TFSA. When I first got it, I treated mm -hmm. it like a piggy bank. I just put money in it. It didn't get directed to a mutual fund or anything like that. So it was basically useless. And mm -hmm. then I started using it as like a little vacation savings plan. You know, right. put in your money. And then you take it out when you want to go away somewhere and then yeah. you put that money in and try to accumulate it again and you take it out the next time you want to go away somewhere. And now we're, we're talking about it for retirement. We're talking about it for yeah. long term. And that's where my wife and I are, are looking at it now is you know, we're putting that money in there and that's where it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, prior to, um, to this, the RSP was the only tax advantage way um, for people to save for the retirement, right? But now we have the younger junior RSP, which is the TFSA, right? And it seems to be gaining popularity. I was saying before the show that um, I've been getting calls from, you know, the banks and some people are asking about, you know, what are we seeing as far as sales for RSPs go? And we're what? We're already the almost the end of the, I mean, March 1st, first of all, is the deadline for the RSP. But of course, nobody's going to buy the RSP till March first because we'll just wait, right? That's how that's what typically happens. So people don't plan their RSPs as a retirement tool; they plan it as a tax savings tool. So, it, so Chris, if I was to ask you, uh, you know, what's your RSP for? What do you use it for? Yeah, it, it's it's funny because I think again, there's a bit of an ev evolution. I think I started out 
as a tax saving thing as I wanted my tax rebate. I wanted that check to be as big as possible every mm -hmm. year. And then I seriously started thinking about it as a way to save for a home. And then I bought the home. And right. now I've just sort of been putting some money aside there every month and I'm not sure exactly what it's for. So, I guess so retirement. The, yeah. So the two things, the two things that people agree on with RSPs is saving for retirement and tax relief. That's it. Right. They don't think about the other side of it. I better grow this RSP. I can't get two and 3% because inflation is two and 3%. And what's going to happen when I go to take this RSP out? What is going to happen to me? I, do I save money? Do I not pay taxes? So I think even though the RSP has been around for you know 60 plus years, it's still quite misunderstood, just like the TFSA is. And I think that's what us financial advisors really try and bring to the table to people you know, what the difference is and why they should maybe rethink or have a relook at how we, how we strategize for our um, savings down the road. You know what I mean? So if I was to ask you the same question about, you know, what's your tax-free savings account for? What do you, what would you answer? Now, I guess your, retirement, that's it. I'm just putting it aside. So, and, and hopefully not needing to touch it unless right. some rainy day comes up or snow. Yeah, well, well, yeah. So the answer is not as clear. It's not as clear for what people want to use the RSP, the TFSA for, um, you know, the TFA can, can serve many purposes in our lives, not just for retirement. So later on the show, I'll tell you the six tips for TFSAs and the six tips for RSPs, whichever one you want to get, right? Um, so yeah, so so everything is really different in this in the world today, not just weather and COVID and all of that, but even in the way that we, we strategize for our retirement saving and our short-term planning for, you know, maybe a nice vacation somewhere when that may happen. Um, so yeah, really a lot of things we got to think about when it comes to our money life. And that's where people really need to go and seek a financial advisor. And if you do have one, you know, sit down and chat with them because we do a lot of things. <laughs> we help people through a lot to navigate through a lot of the stuff that goes on in your money life. So um so yeah, if you don't have an advisor, of course, go to my website or reach out to us and uh, and go from there. But you really got to start planning out whatever you may want in life and in money when it comes to money, first of all, right? So, you know, the, the RS, the TFSA, we always say in our business, it's like a upside down RSP. You know, the RSP, you got a tax saver going in. And you got to pay back taxes down the road, depending on your tax bracket. The TFSA, you don't get a savings today, but whatever growth you get is not taxable. So whatever fits into your world, that's what you should do. What I'm finding now is a lot of people are doing half-half. So instead of plowing all that money into RSPs, they're paying some of the tax now and taking some of the money and put it into uh, TFSAs. Um, you know, it's really funny. The, the RSP works really well if you reinvest the tax savings. But guess what all of us do? Well, we already spend our tax. We already, we already know what our refund is and we already know what we're buying mm -hmm. or where we're going. 
And that's, <laughs> I think that's the biggest flaw with the RSP is that. So maybe after the show, I'll talk about, you know, just general chat about, you know, what should I strategize? How should I plan out my, my money life? Looking at that general strategy on your life, your money coming up. Don't forget to call Kelvin at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. If you've got an advisor uh, or you, and you just need a second opinion or you don't have an advisor and you're wondering where to get started, the website is askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. You can click on the schedule a call link on the top right hand corner of the website and there you you're going to have a calendar set up in front of you where you can pick a time and date of your choosing when you can have a free call with Kelvin the money guy that's askkelvin.ca ask k e l v i n.ca tfsa rrsp will help you decide as your life your money continues on 640 toronto you're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome to Your Life, Your Money here on 640 Toronto. Good Sunday morning to you wherever you are running the errands, coming back from church, going to church. I don't know when you go to church, but you may be doing that or you may just be relaxing and enjoying some time off. And we are glad that you are spending this time with us, however you are spending it. Uh, I'm Chris Creston, and I'm joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. And today we're talking about your TFSAs, your RRSPs, what you should be doing with them, what you, you know, what which one is better, and which one is going to give you the best payout when it comes to that time to retire. And Kelvin, uh, before we took the break, we were talking about, you know, generally how people should be managing their money life and and where they should be um thinking about putting that you know one, one of the things we just talked about was where you should be putting that refund that you get uh after your taxes are filed mm -hmm. yeah so so like i say the, the great thing about the rsps um is if you reinvest especially if you're young and you reinvest back the tax savings. But I think if you survey 10 people, I think nine would spend the refund. And I think that's where the flaw is in, in the um, in the RSP. I mean, there's many flaws, but that's one of the, the big ones that I, that I see. So some, some things with the TFSA is when you go to take money out, I um, mean, you can't put the money back into the next calendar year, but you're not taxed on the money. So for example, you know, when you get older, it won't have any implications on your on your old age because if you have too much in the RSP and you go to take money out, depending on where you are, you might be subject to clawbacks and the clawbacks might affect your old age. And I think that's why some Canadians are becoming excited about using their TFSA to fund their retirement. Um, however, there's always an important question you always have to ask yourself, right? Um you know, do I have a detailed retirement plan? And 90% of people don't have a detailed plan that describes, you know, their lifestyle or their income needs. They might have, they might have some type of thoughts about how much money I want when I retire, but very, very many people don't give, um, don't think about the lifestyle they want or what their income needs will be 
when they hit that 80 years old or whatever, right? So we really got to start thinking about that kind of stuff. Sometimes I think, I see, not I think, I see with clients, I see that sometimes saving into an RSP instead of a TFC could really cost you dearly, you know. And it's not anyone's fault because the TFSA only started, like I said, in 2009, and it's really misunderstood by, by many people, right? So if you talk to your advisor and do the math, actually, anything you do, always do the math and figure out what's good for you. Not only going in, but coming out. Where, where would I be? And those are the type of things I think we need to, we, we need to look for, right? Um, so, so, you know, is your TFSA enough to retire on? What do you think? See, th that's the big question, right? Because, yeah. you know, you, I, I guess it depends. And that's what I've been trying to think about as we're talking about it is trying to pinpoint and, and there's always this urge to time the market and make sure you're sort of pulling out at the time right. that'll maximize that benefit. But you don't really know until you, until you do it, whether or not it was the right time or the wrong time. So there's a long way of me answering and saying, <laughs> Depends. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's easy to see why some people might like the TFSA, right? But is it enough to retire on, like I say? So I think we always have to do the math. And doing the math, you have to make some assumptions, right? So let's say for hypothetically, we say uh, we're going to retire when we're 65, right? And your old age is about $640. I'm just giving you give or take close to there, right? Because it's all changes. And, and the average monthly CPP, person that receives CPP is about 800 bucks, typically. So you get about $9,600 or 10,000, you know, for the year, right? Um, so let's assume that in retirement, um, you're going to spend about 2,400 bucks a month on food and things like that, right? So if you do the simple math, you'll see if you're expected to live to your 80, I think the average guy lives to 84 or something now, um, but let's assume that your life expectancy is 80. You're 65 to 80, so you got 20 years to go. So you will spend into your retirement about $576,000 in retirement, right? And the simple math is 24 times 12 times 20, right? So over those 20 years, you'll have, you'll have gotten 345000 from CPP and old age. So, that, so you're going to be short 270000 So how do we make it up? What do we do, Right? So that's the gap that we have to fill. So do we fill that gap in an RSP or do we fill that gap in a TFSA? So what do we do? Well, at first the answer is no, we can't, we can't save that money in, in the TFSA. We can do it maybe in the RSP and get like tax savings and reinvest it and so on. So, so that's the math that people have to do. And it's going to be different for many people, but I think that's the exercise that, we need to sit down and, and look into the future to see where, where we're heading, right? The the limits for TFSA, if you haven't put any in, um, is 88,000. And they raise the limit to 6,500 every month, every year, sorry, right? Uh, RSP limits are 31,500 for the year, for last year. And how they figure that out, it's usually 18% of your, of your last year's income minus any you know, any pensions and stuff that you may that you may have at work, right? So those are those are nice hefty sums of money that you could take and put away and plan it out for retirement, right? So if you if I was to take the TFSA and let's say you put in the eighty eight thousand and every let's say you put in the eighty eight thousand today 
because you haven't made a contribution. And then every year you put in $6,500 $6, um, that you're allowed to every year. It, I mean, if you took that money and invested wisely and got a 6 or 7% return, yeah, it'll, it takes about 14 to 15 years to figure out that shortfall. So people that are listening, you know, I, I, I've been doing this like 30 years. And what I see is if you take the next 15 years of your life and really put pen to paper and figure out what you could save without without taking away from your life, because you got to live today as well, it's doable. Most Canadians, actually most Canadians should retire, in my opinion, or have the money to retire when you're 61, 62. And, and I can see that with a lot of clients. I can see that after all these years of doing what I'm doing, that that seems to be the number. The reason why we don't we don't get there and we, we want to work longer is, you know, some people love their job and they'll continue working, which is great as long as they're healthy. The other part, the other problem is people don't sit and plan it out. That's where the, that's where the issues are. I don't think it's going to be lack of money. I think it's lack of of planning out what we want. And there's where I see a lot of issues. Remember, us advisors, we've gone beyond putting money into the stock markets because it's done for you by professional money managers, not me. I don't know how to do that, but we hire professional money managers to do it for you, like the CPP in the old age. Our job is to go on and look at your money and say, how am I gonna how am I gonna minimize my tax as I get older and I and I move into retirement age? How am I gonna do that? And that's where the struggle is. The struggle is for for us as we go forward. Um, remember, I say there's five million Canadians set to turn sixty five this decade. So when we when we look back in time, we'll say the twenty twenties, you know, is an unprecedented retirement explosion because a lot of us are going to be retired, and what do we do? And- and then you're looking about at that tax and trying to minimize that tax as you get close to mm-hmm. retirement. I can right. understand why the TFSA becomes the more attractive option in a lot of cases because you already paid the tax on it, right? Yeah, and rather and, than and, having to pay back a bunch of tax on your RSP. Exactly, especially when you don't have a job and you don't have the money to kind of pay it back, right? So the biggest thing going forward is to strategize how to replace our wages and salaries today when we hit that 65 to Mm -hmm. 70 years old that's the struggle the stock markets if you follow the stock markets for the last 40 years the average return you know is like eight percent right yes we had bad years last year in 2009 and all that kind of stuff but if you stretch back over the 40 years we did okay um unless you unless you had knee-jerk reaction by selling and buying and selling and buying, right? But if you if you had an advisor, an outsider looking in, you probably did pretty good. So the question is, 65 to 85, what happens? What do we do? How do we strategize our money? I mean, you might want to, to look and say, man, you know what? I'm going to start taking 5000 out of my RSP now, pay the tax, put it in my TFSA, and let that build if I haven't maxed the, uh, the contribution. Or maybe next year, or this year, if you haven't made your contribution to the TFSA yet, is maybe take the money from the RSP that you put a long time ago and, and build it there. So we really need, to, you know, I always say we need to set goals for ourselves. But I think the biggest problem is how do we strategize to get that goal i want to lose weight well we 
did when we started the year. Now I think we're done losing weight, right? <laughs> I think the gym membership looks higher and all that, right? <laughs> so I, I think we have to strategize how am I going to get there? Because there's many ways now for us to do it, to get to, uh, to where we want to get to. Whether you choose the TFSA or the RSB, right? Um, that's re really up to you, uh, how you choose to do it. Um, and like I say, you always got to look at the math and say where my tax bracket is. So the tax brackets really haven't, I mean, it's changed. It's gone up over the, over the last 60 years. You know, if you make the highest tax bracket today is 53%, but your income has to be over 250, right? Your 20% tax bracket is, you know, a dollar to 50 grand. So our tax bracket did get higher. Will it get any higher? I don't know. I have a feeling it will, but how much higher, I don't know. Maybe we've maxed already. So I think we really have to kind of sit and be mindful of a lot of things that we that we don't know. I think if you're I think if you're 60 today, when you're in your 30s and your 40s, you don't even matter to you with saving some money, educating the kids and trying to pay off your mortgage. And the stock markets went up and down and you try to sell things like people that are listening, like Briex and Nortel and all that kind of stuff. And all that stuff has gone by the wayside. Now we know that we should balance our portfolio, have our money invested a third Canada, a third US, third global, and don't worry about it and worry about the things that we can control, which is what tax bracket am I in now and what tax bracket will I be in the future and plan out your life that way. And if you do so, we'll be good. You know, it's interesting, and maybe we'll talk about this on the other side of the break. And it's you know how much of the financial advisor's life is all about tax planning, and how much of it is about about that. And it's not so much what you would expect about you know stocks and bonds and buying and selling, and so much of it comes down to taxes and working those numbers. We'll talk a little bit more about that and a whole lot more as your life, your money continues here. Don't forget to call Kelvin, 416-457-7526. Write down the number. Maybe you're not going to call him today, but uh, you'll want the number handy when it is time for you to start looking at your retirement saving and your money life. That's 416-457-7526. That's 416 416- four five seven plan and the website is askkelvin.ca that's ask k-e-l-v-i-n dot c-a your life your money continues here on 640 toronto you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And happy Sunday and welcome to Your Life, Your Money here with Kelvin, the money guy. I am Chris Creston and you can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask askkelvin.ca and you click on that little schedule a call link and you are set up with a time and date of your choosing when you can have a free chat with Kelvin. You want to pick his brain, you want to chat about your finances, you want to ask him a question about something going on in your money life, well, there you go, askkelvin.ca, or you can pick up the phone and give him a call, 416-457-7526, that's 416-457-PLAN, and before the break, Kelvin, we were talking about how much of the advisor's job, and hey, you're one of the top advisors in the country, uh, how much of your job is about 
not so much you know buying and selling stocks it's about tax planning and being strategic about taxes and how to make sure that your clients are not paying too much tax at the wrong time yeah and that's a big thing it's because it's because like i say of the age you know when when i started we're in our 30s and now we're later on in our years and our clients actually are now in their 60s and they've done a great job saving money um they did everything they were supposed to do and now the the, the taxable stuff has changed you know i, I looked at taking five thousand dollars a year and put it into your rsb or do i put it in my tfsa right and i assume that you uh you get about a seven percent return um, on your money is that high not really because i think because the markets have done better than that every 10 years and that's about 15 years right over a 15 year period and you know when you go to redeem the money now you get 133,000 from your tfsa not taxable you get the 100 133 from your rsp so it's much better way to save is the TFSA rather than RSB. Now I'm assuming that you the refund that you spent it, if you save the refund, then it changes things a little bit, but you're still going to pay tax, right? So I guess my point is, maybe do a bit of both, put five twenty five in the RSB, twenty five in the TFSA, and move on. You know, regardless of RSBs or TFSAs, there's six tips for TFSAs. And one of the tips is you can use your TFA to save money for your kids' education. Many grandparents and stuff put away money into RESBs and stuff for their kids, their grandkids, right? So you could use your TFSA to save money, more money for your kids. You can use your TFSA to help your kids save for other goals, like the Ferrari they might want to buy when they're 25. Sure. But kidding aside, yeah, yeah, you can save money for using your TFSA. You can always use the TFSA to, to finance your retirement alongside with the RSP. Uh, the TFSA could be used towards a down payment um, for your home, right? Your first time home. They have the new home buyers and the old home buyers. The new the old home buyers you have to pay back the, the RSP. So maybe this is a more efficient way to do it. I don't know. You have to sit down with your advisor and figure it out. You can use the TFSA to help save, you know, for your parents' health care. Because they're saying that uh, you know 35 39% of people retiring are worried about the cost of uh, of health right what's it going to cost us um you can also use the tfsa to help save for that rainy day depending again on how you how you do things right so so canadians are concerned about their retirement but that's one of the things you can those are some of the tips that you can use for your tfsa and and if RSPs are really the, the thing that you want to do and you're going all out, you know, saving for your, your retirement, you know, doesn't have to be challenging it, with your RSPs. You just buy it properly. I think you need the, with your RSPs, you need to plan your retirement goals, both going in and both coming out. With RSPs, I think you need to, as TFSAs, I think you need to invest early so you get that compounded growth to make sure that, you know, the thing grows rather than just save taxes. And I think the big flaw is you need to leverage your tax refund to help you push forward, you know? And I see, and, and again, one of the tips with the RSPs, you contribute now and deduct later. Um, the more room, so the bigger your income, the more room you have to invest in, in your future in, with the RSP. And I would say the, one of the biggest thing along with the refund is develop 
an RSP withdrawal strategy. So if you're going to buy the RSP, okay, which you should, you shouldn't, I don't know. Make sure that you think, okay, what, when am I going to start withdrawing this thing? Do I have to wait till I'm 70 or 75? Where, what am I going to do? So I think if you take those tips and you use it for you, I think you'll be all right. You know, I think we'll be good, but people kind of, you know, put everything by the wayside and they move on and they don't plan their lives. You know, when you look at retirees and like I see how many people are retiring, there's a lot of concern, you know, they, they did a survey and they found that 60% of uh, Canadians are concerned that they'll outlive their assets. 60%. That's huge, man. Eh? That's a lot. I'm telling you. And 45% are not confident that they'll be afford, they'll be able to afford their post-life or their post-retirement lifestyle. And that's a real biggie because that's you... a big concern. I think that a lot of people, you know, you spend, you know, your whole working life trying to make sure you have a job. So you get that regular paycheck. And right. I think that there's a lot of anxiety around quitting your job, retiring, and maybe not having, you know, being able to count on that regular paycheck, but that's, that's where the plan comes in. Yeah, and, and, and again, 41% are not saving enough money for their necessities when they when they get older. You know, you have to look at food. Geez, I'm going to eat like three times a day, so do I have enough money to feed myself when I'm like 80, you know? Um, and again, like I said, healthcare costs. 39% of people are concerned about the rising cost of uh, healthcare. So, so these are things that we need to know, you know? When you have a problem, know what the problem is, and then you'll find a solution. So we know our problem is is maybe not having enough to retire. Well, I know if that's going to be a problem. Well, let me do the math and figure out how can I enjoy my life today, but still save for that rainy day when I hit that retirement that my life is good. And it just takes a little bit of planning and a little bit of common sense. And I think if we do so, we're we're going to be good, you know. Like I say, we live in the best country in the world where we have benefits, old age, and so on. And maybe after the break, we'll maybe chat again about you know which is better to retire on TFSA or RSVs. And that is the big question. And I think for a lot of people who are uh, maybe have been heavily heavily invested in RSPs, they're wondering if now's the time to maybe put that aside and make a change. We'll talk about that. And people who are younger and have only been investing in TFSAs may be thinking, well, wait a minute, maybe I need to look at those RSPs. Chatting about which is better for your retirement, the TFSA or the RSP, as your life, your money continues here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And this is Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country, and he is here with us every Sunday to help us walk through your money life. Visit askkelvin.ca, that's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca, or give him a call on the phone at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And what's the old saying, Kelvin, that uh, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. So I think that that's what all this financial planning and all this retirement planning comes down to. Darwin says, 
it's it's uh it's the most intelligent that will survive that's the survival right. of the fittest but the most intelligent that will survive so i think we need to look forward and be intelligent about our money how we're doing it we're saving you know but are we saving in the wrong places remember an rsp uh is a saving account that's set up primarily for retirement right the contributions to an rsp are generally tax deductible uh, but the withdrawals are taxed at your, you know, at your normal tax rate, whatever that may be. And that's the big question. What will it be in 20 years from now? Mm -hmm. The tax-free savings account is a, is a savings account that allow us Canadians over 18 and older to save up to 6500 per year, um, which you limit, whatever, it's 88000 if you haven't made a contribution. And the withdrawals can be made at any time for any purpose and are tax-free. So there's no capital gains to pay. There's no added to your income. There's not kind of none of that kind of stuff, right? So it's a true tax saver. And how you buy it or you know, incorporate it in part of your plan is really up to you and how you how you see fit, right? So you got to keep a lot of. Remember, in a nutshell, it's an upside down RSP. The RSP is still favorable. I mean, though people shouldn't get me wrong. I'm not uh, saying don't buy it. But I'm saying just be mindful of how you how you do it because it could affect a lot of things in the future. I remember how we live our lives. We live our lives for today only. Satisfaction today and we don't care about the future. When it comes to retirement or money planning, not just retirement, when it comes to money planning, we have to do a lot of thinking. And one thing we need to do is keep our emotions out of it. We're bombarded with buy our speeds, buy our speeds. Well, keep your emotions away from it and sit back and look at your life as an outsider looking in. And that's where the financial advisor really comes in, is that we look at things from an outsider looking in. So if you have an advisor, good for you and use them to your advantage because you, you made the right choice. If you don't have one, go find one or call me, right? But look for one to help you to get where you want to get to. And there's many ways to plan your retirement, right? There's RSPs, TFSAs, LIRAs, insurance policies, you know, uh, buying these participating life insurance policies is, is a way to go as well. So there's so many vehicles to get us to where we want to get to. So, so I guess what I'm saying is don't be, don't be stuck in the old ways, mm -hmm. right? The old ways are good as well, but maybe incorporate some of the new things uh, that we have today that at the disposal that'll help us to get to where we want to get to in 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, right? The world's changing. Cars are changing, the way we buy food, the way we travel. In fact, I read an article on Friday that most uh, US, most uh, kids in the U.S., teenagers in the U.S., are not getting their driver's license. They don't want it anymore. They want to Uber everywhere. So <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the future. Maybe the future is don't owning a car and calling one when you want it. It's there in 10 minutes or 5 minutes, and you're off to where you want to get to. So, so there, there is a big change and a big shift going on. And I think we, as, uh, as older people are getting into retirement, younger people as well, really have to sit and think towards the future. And then the most important thing is review that plan every quarter. So mm -hmm. every quarter, make sure you, you go backwards and see where you were and where am I heading in the future and plan it out properly. It doesn't take, it doesn't take very long, you know, it, it just takes a little bit of time to get everything set up properly and then you're good to go. I think it's so important to think about some of the, you know, healthcare needs that you might need 
some of the things mm-hmm. that you might need, uh, you know, you think about your retirement lifestyle, it may, it may involve something like that, especially the longer the timeline is, it may involve needing extra help for certain things around the house. And maybe, you know, I think that we'll all have a, you know, be able to invest in a uh, helper robot who will help <laughs> deal with that for me. But uh, for now, you've got to pay someone to come in and help you. So that's something you've got to uh, be able to pay for in a lot of ways, too. Yeah, I, I think we're living in a great time, you know. I think a lot of changes that we're going to see in the next five years are exciting with technology changing. I mean, we're going to have to fix the things a little bit. But, yeah, we're in a great, exciting time. I think save your money wisely, invest it wisely, um, get an advisor to help you do it uh, properly because we take all the emotions away from what you're doing. And you write down your goals and say what you want and write it I all think- out to find then you'll be good. I think that that uh, emotion is a, a big reason why people don't do things as well. You know, it, keep, it makes you do maybe rash things, but it also keeps you sort of frozen. I think that you know, fear is a big emotion and fear of doing the wrong thing makes you sort of stop and don't. Okay, maybe if I do nothing, everything will get better on its own. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they say once you get your feelings and your emotions involved, you're toast. You've mm-hmm. already made up your mind no matter what people tell you. You've already made up your mind what you're going to do, right or wrong. So emotions, when it comes to money, emotions and feelings, throw it out the window. Look at the numbers. Look at the real math and see where you're, what you want. And whatever it may be, right, whatever that, that money goal may be, chart, chart it out. I mean, we're already end of February, two months into the year, right? Um, and what, what have we done? What do we do to make our money life better? Did we, did we do anything or are we just, like you said, do nothing? Because if we do nothing, well, nothing will happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very exciting. I think we're in a very exciting time. I think this year, in my opinion, will be a good year for money. I think the stock market will be bouncy for a little bit. And I think we end the, when we end this quarter, we'll be all right. Um, and and I, I would say just call your advisor and plan out your money life, and you'll be great. That Before you buy that RSP, and the deadline is March 1st, which is Wednesday, um, don't just buy the RSP to save taxes. You know, Put some thought into it and, buy, and, and, and make sure you do the right thing. Great year for money, so do what you need to do and, uh, and maybe mix up the both, RSPs or TFSA. They both work really well, but what if they work in tandem? Now you got the best of both worlds, right? Awesome. And finding out how to make that mix work and how to take advantage of the best of both worlds. That is a question for Kelvin, the money guy. And you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Or you can call him at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Kelvin, thanks again for making another great Sunday morning. And thank you all for listening Stay tuned to 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.